Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Userwise Podcast. I'm your host, Shrikar Tadapudi. And I'm Alden Nisguera, his co-host. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Alden. Um, the Userwise Podcast is brought to you by Userwise, a San Jose-based human factors consulting firm. Um, our consultants partner with medical device companies to aid in the design process and to help develop medical devices that are safe and effective to use. Um, so the goal with our podcast here, which we'll go into a little bit in, in a little bit, um, is to help pull back the curtain and demystify the guidance that's out there from the FDA regarding human factors. And also, it's just an opportunity for us to kind of geek out on human factors. Um, so before we delve into any specifics about the episode, maybe we should first introduce ourselves because... Um, the community out there has no clue who Shrikar Tarapudi is. First of all, you pronounce my name the sh- same weird call someone who shrieks a lot. A shrieker. Um, mm. And you pronounce your name. Okay. <laughs> Alden. It's exactly how it's spelled. Um, I don't know about you, Alden, but have you ever hosted a podcast before? I yeah. haven't, and I'm I, freaking out. No, I've, I've never hosted a podcast, but, you know, first time for everything. And, you know, this is a podcast about something we're excited to talk about. So it'll be a great experience, I think. Oh, I definitely have to say you're taking it. You're hiding that nervousness if you have any better, than, much better than me. <laughs> you're doing fine. I think you're doing fine. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I guess we just we would normally go on hours of discussion about human factors, but put a mic and a camera in front of us, and it's mm-hmm. a whole new dimension added to it. Um, we'll just try to talk to each other and see where this goes. So in this episode, I guess we're trying to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to bring us and also introduce what Human Factors is to the wider community. Um, I'm personally excited to kind of know more about you because I know a little bit, you know, I know that you're, you have a master's degree in Human Factors, but um, do you want to kind of give us a backstory of what brought Alden into Human Factors and specifically user-wise? Sure. So uh, in undergrad, I was actually a psychology major, um, studying human behavior, uh, human thought processes, but I've always been a design you know, an engineering nerd, you know, uh, and partway through my undergrad career, um, I thought, how could I uh, combine the two, product design, engineering, uh, and uh, human, studying human behavior, and, you know, meld the two, and I stumbled across human factors, so that brought me to studying uh, human factors uh, at Cal State Long Beach. And then here, uh, that brought me here. Here I am, finished my thesis, and I'm working for UserWise doing um, exactly what I set out to do. That's awesome. Many years ago. Um, that's pretty cool. So you said you came from like a psychology background, yes. and then you had this passion about you know, engineering, and Absolutely. then you kind of found that space that does both of those. The reason why I kind of reiterated what you just said is because I come from like a complementing background. Mm-hmm. So I was first, my undergrad was in computer science and engineering. Right. Um, so I was a, an engineer with a passion for psychology. And then that kind of brought me into human factors. So I think that's one of the cool things about human factors is how like, you know, people f- of various disciplines yeah. and um, approaches like fields of work come into human factors and it just makes the field that much more richer um, but thanks for sharing that so I guess 
I'm curious what brought you into medical devices, though. Like, you found this interest about human factors. Why specifically medical devices? Well, it's a growing field. And also now, especially since um, the FDA requires that uh, medical devices undergo usability testing before they're on the market, um, there are a lot of opportunities to work with many different products um, and to study the innovation in the field as well, to how, how uh, not only how these devices can address uh, certain medical conditions, but also are they designed to be usable by their particular user group. So um, another thing that also got me into it is as a, a user of uh, medical devices myself in my day-to-day -day life and just thinking about how usable uh, they can become, uh, I wanted to really contribute to that process. You know and avoid frustration or potential risk for uh users of various medical devices that's awesome types. yeah um i think i also kind of have like a personal um stake that kind of put me in the medical devices field like growing up in india my mom's a doctor mm -hmm. and she would yeah she had <laughs> she had hopes that i would become a doctor as well when i grew up right um so yeah but that didn't happen i was clearly a computer science engineer and then became a human factors engineer but i always was close to these different kinds of medical products that were used in a hospital environment and i would see how complex they are in terms of use and mm -hmm especially when these healthcare providers are working for hours on end, it's kind of um, almost putting them at a, you know, uh, it's almost like sabotage to create a device that is particularly complex to use and you're setting them up for failure. That's what I mean to say. So that is kind of what brought me also into this field. And of course, as you said, the opportunities, it's just a blooming field, a blossoming field. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's no dearth of opportunities here. So that's that's nice. Um, I guess, well, in this, like, in this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to look like in the you know upcoming weeks and months. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? What do you envision for this? Like, um, what do you think is going to happen? What, what are you most excited about? Well, what's to come? Mm, I'm excited about, um, you know, bringing in people, uh, figures from the industry really seeing you know what kind of devices are out there um, and people working particularly in human factors I'd, I'd want to see what are their approaches to human factors what knowledge can they bestow to us because it is uh, you know as with any career uh, a learning process and the, the field is ever evolving so it's always good to you know keep up to date keep your skills sharp as a, a professional in the in the field and also you know have have learned more methods and you know improve as a human factors engineer so, absolutely yeah what about you <laughs> um i think all those things for sure and also i'm just glad that this podcast is giving me like a chance to reconnect with my colleagues like of late i've been definitely swamped a little bit with project work and um, I am personally psyched that I get to just chat with fellow human factors engineering nerds, right? Mm -hmm. Fellow human factors nerds and just like kind of discuss uh, what they've been up to or maybe something cool that they want to share um, or just, you know, just sit down. If someone like Shannon Clark, the founder and principal human factors engineer, user-wise, if she decides to, you know, um, jump in in an episode, then that would just be 
like mm-hmm. a delightful piece of uh, a delightful 30 minutes for me to just pick her brain um, so yeah, um, I do believe we have Shannon coming on to discuss about the company and give more of a background. Um, but maybe it pays to like talk a little bit about what we do here. So yeah. a- as I said earlier, we kind of assist medical device companies to aid in the design process. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some of the things that we do? Do you want to give them a brief background on what are some of the processes that we do here? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so some of the things that uh, are we do are uh, various parts of the human factors process, which is you know a cyclical process, but you know that'll definitely be like talked about in in the future. Um, but we do uh, help with task analysis, things like task analyses, uh, you know, research about uh, the product, so we know who's going to use it, um, development of the actual device itself. Uh, as well as um, regulatory submission to the FDA, uh, helping with validation studies and what have you. So stuff like that. Yeah, Um, exactly. Um, So I think that's a good high-level summary. But we assist with the different phases of development. This could be something as early as user research or something as late as, you know, validation testing Mm -hmm. and making sure your uh, product is ready to be submitted in terms of human factors side of things, ready to be submitted to the FDA or the EU. Um, If you're submitting in the EU, then that. Mm -hmm. Um, So for any of our listeners, if you are not able to catch on any of these terms, don't worry. <laughs> We've been there not long ago, but yeah. Alden and I have been there not long ago. And there's a lot of jargon that comes with human factors and even more jargon that comes with just medical devices and yes. the field of you know, human factors and medical devices. So yeah. um, for sure, you might uh, be wondering what we're talking about. And we'll just you know, kind of unravel each of those words for you yeah. in upcoming episodes and maybe some in this um, episode of the podcast. So I guess um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we kind of delve into uh, the meat of this episode is the kinds of people that, you know, we're trying to reach with this. Um, Obviously, we want to talk to people with any walk of life that they may be in. Um, We are looking at a garden variety human factors enthusiast. Or mm-hmm. we, we might be looking at FDA reviewers who want to, you know, just get some entertaining YouTube content. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you could even be someone who does not know human factors. And maybe our marketing team did a really good job <laughs> with, like, the title. And maybe it was clickbaity. But hope you're not disappointed with the content. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it'll get you into human factors if you're on the fence about pursuing it as a career. Yeah, that, that's what I imagine. Like, when I think of who's going to be... Um, watching these episodes, I'm going to be thinking, okay, maybe user-wise employees one or two would be interested. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm sure like our uh, colleagues will be interested. But apart from that, I'm thinking there's some guy out there in the night at 11 p.m., you know, he's scrolling through YouTube and he mm. finds uh, professionals talk about augmented reality in medical space. And he's like, oh, what's happening in augmented reality? <laughs> you know, he's like, checks on that link. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking of, but it's just a funny thought. Um, I don't know. I mean, that, that's kind of how I got into human factors, just, just scrolling <laughs> through Google going, what can I, you know, what can I do in grad school? So 11 p.m. doom scrolling got you into human <laughs> yeah. factors, got it. Yeah, and it led me down a great path, so. Yeah, no, I think, I think um, you're, we're glad to have you here. You're an excellent human factors engineer, and it's the right choice for you, if I can Likewise. say that, yeah. Um, 
So I guess now we should probably talk a little bit about what human factors is, like kind of set that up and then what it is in the context of the FDA. Um, So human factors is an interdisciplinary field um, that kind of amalgamates engineering and psychology. And it is the goal of this field. One of the many goals is to optimize people's um, experiences with product, make them safe and easy to use. Mm -hmm. Um, So how does the FDA capture that, Alden? Like, do you want to talk about how does the FDA capture the spirit of the human factors in terms of their guidance? So... Uh, the FDA, you know, similarly to what you mentioned before, uh, they also view human factors similarly. They want to take the application of knowledge about human behavior, abilities, and, and limitations and apply that to the design of medical devices. Uh, medical devices being mechanical and software-driven user interfaces, user documentation and training. And the end goal really is to enhance and demonstrate uh, safe and effective use of these devices. Nicely summarized. Um, I think with that, the FDA, oh, I mean, one thing that I like to mention is as human factors engineers, you know, at UserWise, like when you're an intern, you're probably drilled down with all this. I'm currently supervising an intern. Um, Shout out to Dawson. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's going through these, you know, massive content of guidance documents and other CFR regulations that's out there. And he's kind of like getting familiar with the human facts process. And I think that nicely represents what we do here before we become like fully fledged human facts engineers, which is like really go back to what the FDA is asking and understand it in a way that um, sets us apart. Right. Um, so you mentioned mechanical and software um, devices or user interfaces. Yeah. So this would be a mechanical user interface would be something like a pre-filled syringe, perhaps, or an auto injector, mm-hmm. a button. Uh, these are all mechanical user interfaces because the user interacts with this mechanical um, interface. And then you have software interfaces, which are more well-known. I guess mm-hmm. people know what UI is. Like these are touch screens, your phone could be an interface. Um, so these kinds of, you know, more software UI is what software user interfaces is, it's talking about. So thanks for talking about that. Um, one other thing that I like to think about when I think about the human factors guidance that the FDA has published is they say to enhance and demonstrate um, safe and effective use. So you can see there that by enhance, they mean like this iterative approach, which is, you know, something of a gradual enhancement. So they want to see the design process, a design journey Mm -hmm. or human factors journey for that product. And then they say demonstrate by this, they kind of mean show us that it is safe and effective to use. They're kind of throwing light on their validation side of Mm -hmm. things. Um, So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode too. Uh, Riley is going to be on Mm -hmm. and she will be discussing what human factors processes the FDA would be looking into. Um, Apart from this, there's also other mentions of design validation and design input and all of that in court for federal regulations. Um, we, that's a little bit more heavier stuff for podcasts, yes. <laughs> and we do cover that in great detail in our um, regular webinars, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure someone can add a link to that webinar in the description um, mm-hmm. so that you can hop on that. Uh, if, you, if you're a person who would be dealing with you know regulations or things like guidances from the FDA and you'd like to really review them, we do cover them in the webinar that you can hop on. Um, the link will be in the description. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
So if I'm a medical device company, why do why am I motivated to do this? Like what motivates me to do human factors apart from the fact that the FDA recommends it and there's a guidance mm-hmm. out there for um, products, which you know we'll go in more detail about in the future episode. But what else is motivating me um, to invest or to get into human factors? It definitely is not you know free. So yeah. why do I have to spend money on it? Mm. Well, I'd say it's money well spent, and it could possibly save you money in the long run. So let's take the design process, um, you know, the development of a device. Um, if you start the human factors process early, you can uh, very early on in, in the, uh, the iterative, pro- iterative process apply correct design assumptions. Um, and then you can make those mistakes early. So you can make design changes uh, while the uh, device is still in its infancy, hasn't been fully developed yet. And uh, as a result, you can then have a, a really fleshed out device that will pass validation testing at the first attempt. So in in the long run, yes, it is an investment, but um, you can catch these mistakes early. In contrast, if you don't apply human factors uh, early, uh, you might realize that things like there is a mismatch between what the users expect or uh, there are problems with the design uh, that you have to apply later on in the design process, which is expensive. The product has already been developed um, and it's a lot costlier and more effortful to make those changes Uh, and you might find that you might need to add more features which could mean that these features might need to be revalidated and on this topic of uh, validation you may not pass validation um, your first try uh, because you didn't catch these uh, mistakes early um, so you might have to reiterate, uh, release more revisions of the product due to uh, ease of use uh, issues. Um, in the end, costing you a lot more money. So, you know, invest early, especially in human factors. Um, uh, but that'll be very helpful in terms of speeding up the design process and from a financial standpoint, saving the company a lot of headache. Agreed. Um, through my career as a human factors engineer uh, in this medical devices space, I've been a part of both formative, which is like early stage human factors work, and I've also been a part of later stage human factors, which is what you're talking about, mm-hmm. validation or making sure that it, it's that final you know, check to make sure whether or not a device is safe and effective to use or if it would cause serious injury or harm to its users. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on both sides of the table and I've seen design changes that stemmed out of both kinds of work. Mm-hmm. And definitely making design changes once a, pro- a product has reached its production equivalent you know, stage is not cheap. Um, so as you, you said it well when you said you need to start early and you need to start with whatever you have in order to kind of make that iterative process, as the FDA calls it, enhance the safety and effectiveness of using your product. Um, so that definitely makes sense. So I guess if one question that I would have and one question that I want you to answer um, for our community of listeners is, what kind of manufacturers need to do this human factor testing? Do I need to do it like if I have a medical device period or do I need to do it if I have a combination product period? Mm-hmm. Like is it is there any kind of uh, guidance on what manufacturers qualify or what manufacturers need to do this human factors testing mm-hmm. based in the FDA's eyes? I mean, right. Well, I think it, it definitely like 
uh, all boils down to, to risk and harm. Specifically, um, uh, any devices where uh, you know analysis of risk indicates that um, users performing tasks or failing to perform uh, uh, tasks um, or performing tasks incorrectly, should I say, uh, could result in serious harm. Uh, those manufacturers uh, should submit human factors data in pre-market pre submissions. It's very important to keep in mind. So this could be like a PMA or a 510K or any kind of submission before they do that. If their product has the possibility, capability, as you said, of you know, you know, causing serious harm um, to its users, then they would need to do human factors testing. But um, I think I cannot agree with you more, like your earlier statements and even now, that everybody should ideally do human factors testing because it's going to affect not just your FDA. It, at the end of the day, this process is not just for you to clear an FDA submission. It's for you to make sure your products are usable and hence more desirable to be used. Um, this will affect your adoption, the number of consumers wanting to use your product. It'll uh, affect your adherence. Uh, how many people want to continue to use your product and it'll also create all kinds of brand image related um, you know perceptions for example um, you know everybody talks about apple products and mm -hmm. how they're easy to use and that clout or that brand image carries for them like the ease of use for yeah. those apple devices that just carries um you know their brand image you know also playing a significant part in them being where they are right now yeah. Um, so I think it's important to kind of note that there is these, all these other variables and hence anybody who can do human factors, anybody who has a device that would be used by a user mm -hmm. and it, you know, it has certain use scenarios with, with associated with using it. It's a slightly, you know, uh, complicated to use. It's probably best to conduct, um, human factors testing, but in the FDA's eyes, yeah. to be clear, it's only medical devices that have a potential of causing serious harm. Yes. Um, and how do you know if your device ca could cause serious harm? This would be through your risk process, mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure we'll cover more of that in a later episode on the risk process itself. But th that's yes. a whole discussion yeah, topic. It's an interesting but broad, yes. very, very in-depth topic. So. Exactly. Um, all right, so I think we've kind of laid down what human factors is. We've kind of talked about, you know, what the FDA thinks about human factors, what kind of guidances exist out there in terms of who should do it um, and why should you do it. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Alden? Um, I did want to add that um, th these processes, will will actually cover them uh, in, a, in a later episode. So if you're very curious, you, you won't have to wait too long about, like, going in depth what actually um, will, as a human factors engineer, you'll, you'll go into um, uh, in your day-to-day -day life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of what we wanted to discuss in this episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you thought mm -hmm. of, our, uh, of whatever we've discussed here. If you would like to add anything else, then please feel free to do that in the comments. Um, do you have any questions on the topics that we've discussed? Does anything bother you with the terms? Like, you're like, what is validation? Please feel free to reach out to us in the comments and we'd be glad to respond to you. And also, 
um, we are planning aggressively on you know rolling out other episodes with more content and more information um, to go in detail. Uh, this was more so for us to kind of get used to podcasting and also introduce the community mm-hmm. that we are um, you know gonna be yeah. doing these series. Um, and maybe we should talk a little bit about our arrangement here. So you're yeah, a co-host, but in yes. this case, a co-host is not normally what a co-host would mean. Um, we're mm-hmm. not going to be here together. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah, yeah. We are, you know, uh, a, you know, rotating through hosts. So I might not be here for every episode. Shrieker here might not be here for every episode, but uh, at, at some point we'll be here. And we we are excited to see uh, and have uh, our other hosts on to to be able to, you know, do what this podcast does, which is and spread knowledge and as you said uncover uh pull back the curtain on human factors <laughs> that's right um so a quick note is that um maybe it might be a while until the two of us actually sit yeah. back in an episode right we might have guests on and you know either one of us will be the host you know talking to that guest mm-hmm. um i kind of envy you because you you'll get to talk to the people i can't and i yeah. wish really that i would be in that those episodes but um, these, this is how we can make it work with our schedules. Mm-hmm. So as I was telling you earlier, if you have any other things you'd like us to discuss or if you have any questions, please reach out to us in comments. Anything that we've discussed here, we'll drop the links in the description. This would include the human factors guidance that we were talking about here today, the 2016 guidance. And also um, there's some great content on our blogs page in the website, um, userwiseconsulting.com. Um, and you'll also find any resources there that might interest you and feel free to reach out if you need anything at all. Um, thanks again for coming in yeah. and I hope you guys will tune in one more time for another episode, another day. We'll covering a whole another yeah. topic. Um, can't say how excited I am. Um, yeah. Until next time. See ya. Take care.